You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. The reading this morning is from Hebrews 12, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3 and can be found on page 975 of the Pew Bible. It will also be on the overhead screen. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hear the word of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. My name's Tim Johnson, I'm the Senior Minister here at St John's, and it's good to be gathered with you this morning for this uh, Good Friday, as we reflect uh, on all that Jesus has done for us. People are often puzzled as to why it's called Good Friday. What's so good about a day where Jesus suffered and died? Today I want to push that description further still and ask the question, could we actually call today Joyful Friday? Sounds a bit bizarre even to suggest it. And yet, as you see on the wall behind me, today's Bible passage combines the two. We're told to consider Jesus who endured opposition from sinners, Consider Jesus who endured the cross and scorned its shame. Consider the cross. And yet we're told that this has something to do with joy. That Jesus did it for the joy set before him. Joy and the cross. The cross and joy, what could they possibly have to do with each other? Now this table that we have set here and which later in the service there'll be an opportunity for you to come and interact with has been laid out to speak of brokenness, the brokenness that we experience in our lives and in our world but also the brokenness and the pain and the suffering that Jesus endured on that first Good Friday. That when our Bible passage speaks about Jesus enduring the cross, it speaks about 
these elements of brokenness that are written here around these broken plates and the chaos that we see here. Jesus endured abandonment and denial as his friends fled in fear and left him all alone, as his closest friend Peter, who had sworn black and blue that he would never leave him, even if all the others did, pretended that he had never even met him. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured betrayal as someone close to him, Judas, one of his close friends, sold him for cash and stabbed him in the back with a kiss on the cheek. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured injustice as religious leaders lined up to perjure themselves and tell lies about him. And as weak politicians washed their hands of the whole affair and allowed him to be executed, even though they knew he was innocent, just to appease the crowds and to score political points. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured mockery, abuse, and torture as soldiers dressed him up in purple and shoved a thorny crown on his head. They bashed him and spat on him. They stripped the flesh off his back with bone-studded whips, and they laughed at him while they did it. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured shame and hatred, stripped naked and exposed for everyone to see, his clothes raffled off in a game of chance, passers-by shouting insults at him and laughing at his self-delusion. He thought he was a king. He thought he could rescue people. He thought he was something. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured suffering and pain. Metal spikes hammered into his wrists and feet, shattering nerves and blood vessels. Fighting, fighting, fighting against his own body weight as he pulled himself up on the nails, gasping and desperate for breath. Hanging, gasping, exposed and dying. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured guilt and sin, not his own. He had lived a perfect life. But our sins and the sins of the whole world, as he took upon himself our wrongs, our guilt, our stupidities. What's that got to do with joy? Jesus endured death itself. Jesus, who is God the Son... The one who breathed life into creation, the one who sustains life every breath, every heartbeat, swallowed up by the darkness of death as he breathed his last breath and as his heart stopped beating. What's that got to do with joy? 
And yet, bizarre as it seems, our Bible passage insists that joy lies at the heart of what is going on in the midst of all of this misery. We read, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is willing to go through all of this suffering for the sake of joy, for the joy that lies beyond suffering and death, for the joy that will come as a result of all that he is going through. As Jesus hangs on the cross, he fixes his eyes on the joy that will come, the joy of rescuing people, rescuing people from slavery to sin, and from the futility of death. The joy of rescuing people like you, people like me. The joy of dealing completely with evil and injustice and betrayal and shame. The joy of death's defeat. The joy of life forever, abundant life that begins now and never has an end. On that good Friday, on that joyful Friday, Jesus made a choice, a choice to endure pain and suffering and death in order to offer us joy and contentment and life to the full. That is good. That should fill us with joy even as we grieve the cost by which it came as we remember the events today. So what do we need to do? Firstly, look to Jesus. We're told here to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we're also told to consider him. That's about taking utterly seriously who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. To think about it, to consider it, and to fix our eyes, lock our eyes on him. Jesus is described as the author and the perfecter of faith, meaning that faith starts with him, And it ends with him that if we want to have a relationship with God, it comes through Jesus Christ. He's the one that we need to look to. What's more, after Jesus endured the cross and all of its suffering, we're told he sat down. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's speaking about the position of authority, the position of power, that he is the Lord and the boss of the entire universe. We need to look to him and trust in him if we want to have a living relationship with God because he's been placed in that position of authority over our world and over each of our lives. Now, we Aussies tend to react a bit negatively to authorities. We don't really like to be told what to do. But I reckon we recognise and we respect good authority when we experience it. Umpires who consistently make the right call, 
Judges that make decisions in defence of the powerless. Police who sacrifice themselves in the line of duty to protect those in need. The cross shows us that Jesus' authority is that sort of authority. His place at the right hand of the throne of God only comes after the depths of self-sacrifice, suffering and service. That's the sort of boss that I want to serve. Maybe you're here today and you've never really considered Jesus in this way and you've never really acknowledged Jesus' right to rule over your life. Can I challenge you today to think about the suffering that he was willing to endure for you? And to think about the joy and the fullness of life that he has holding out in his hand and offering you. Isn't that worthy of a response? Maybe today is the day to turn to Jesus and simply say, thank you for enduring that for me. And yes, I want to give you charge of my life. I want the joy of a relationship with God through you. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to say. So the number one response is to look to Jesus today. Secondly, get rid of stuff that is unhelpful and holding you back. Our passage says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. If Jesus really did endure this suffering for us, And if Jesus really does want to offer us a life of joy and fullness, we need to ask the question, what's holding me back from experiencing the fullness of life that Jesus is offering me now? Uh, Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's things in your life that you know are wrong and are out of step with what God would want you to do, and you need to deal with them. Maybe it's things that are not wrong in and of themselves, but they just aren't the best thing. They're not the priorities that God would want you to have in your life. This passage covers both of those things, and in both cases we're told to to throw them off, to get rid of them. If we want to live our best life now in the way of Jesus, we need to come to Jesus, look to him and seek his help to get rid of these things that are taking us away from him, tripping us up and slowing us down. Maybe for you it's seeking after popularity or needing the constant approval of other people. Jesus was willing to be mocked and shamed to free you from that and to give you joy. Maybe it's a reliance on wealth or material things or security. Jesus was willing to be stripped utterly naked and lose everything he owned to free you from that and to give you joy. Is it seeking after pleasure, comfort and the good life? Jesus was willing to experience suffering, pain and abuse to offer you a greater purpose 
and a deeper and a more abiding joy? Is it that you're, you're struggling with what has been done to you? Abuse, betrayal, abandonment, the shattering of your dreams. Jesus understands because he has experienced it too. And he's present to offer comfort and healing and hope. Look to Jesus. Get rid of the things that are holding you back. And lastly, keep going, keep running. We're told here to run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Pain and suffering, relationship breakdown and all of the brokenness that we see here really are a reality of life. They're a reality of the world in which we live. And being a Christian doesn't make you immune from these realities. Maybe you're here today and the difficulties of life are overwhelming you. This passage is actually written to people exactly like you. People who were struggling and in difficulty and quite frankly just ready to give up. And it's in the face of that reality that they're told and we're told to look to Jesus. Jesus who endured great suffering on the cross. This Jesus who knows what it is like and who cares for us in the midst of suffering. Jesus who offers us joy at the end of the suffering that is being endured. A joy for the future even if the present continues to be a struggle. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before us, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's throw off what is holding us back. Let's not grow weary. Let's not lose heart. But run and keep running the race that is set before us. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm. 